Welcome to another bonus episode of Save Station Radio. This time we're predicting the Game Awards. With me I have my usual co-host Connor. Hello there. And super secret special guest, Sid. Hey! Uh, you may not have heard Sid's voice before, but they are incredibly instrumental to this podcast because they do all of our art. So, pretty big deal. Pretty big deal. Aww. I'm honestly a little starstruck, you know? Aww. Uh, so how are you guys doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys? I'm doing okay. Looking forward to the Game Awards. See what's going to be released. What wins, what doesn't. Yeah, so... Uh, so as per usual with these bonus episodes, this will have minimal editing. I'll basically just be putting some intro and outro music on. Um, so, uh, you know, no censoring. So lots of fucking swears. Fuck. Don't listen to it with your children or do, you know, whatever. I'm not telling you what to do. Shit. Um, so yeah, apologies for all the mouth noises and stuff you will hear. Gross, I know. Uh, and so, yeah, what we're going to do essentially is we're going to spend the first part of this episode going through the categories that we know something about. We're going to skip some of them, particularly the esports the e categories. And we're going to just predict what we think will win and then what we want to win. So it'll be a very quick segment. We're just going to run through. Um, and then after that, we're going to get into the meat of the episode. We're just talking about what we think will be announced. And, like, that, and, and honestly, we do it that way because... Personally, I, I don't care about the awards all that much. I think it's kind of fun, but I think the Game Awards is a little iffy. Um, it's kind of weird that they do this in December, right before a bunch of like 100-hour RPGs are released, so it doesn't feel like things everything gets a fair shot. Um, for example, this year, Cyberpunk 2077, which will probably end up being one of the biggest games of the year, is not eligible because it's coming out in December. So it's just stuff like that that I think makes these awards weird. Also, there's a couple games in these categories that weren't released this year which I think is a bit awkward. There's some categories that are a bit redundant. And then finally, the other thing we have to say, we already recorded this episode a day ago, and we lost it. So that was my if fault. we end up I'm referencing sorry. stuff... Oh, it's good. We're a real podcast. We it's also kind of my fault. So <laughs> It is true. It happened in the most tragic way possible. Yeah. Sid's recorder died, so we thought we had lost it. And then their partner recovered it, and they went, oh, hey, we I had already it. deleted mine. Yes. Then, so <laughs> it we just didn't awful. have it. That's all right. It you don't so get tragic. to hear all of our ramblings as we figure out our opinions. Yes. Yeah, it wasn't great. Yeah. And honestly, I, I don't. I think we all came to the conclusion. Oh, this was a little bit. We argued a bunch and not in like a fun way. So I'm kind of happy we get a chance to redo anyway. So. So you're welcome. So you're actually getting the better product, listener. Hopefully. So, we we're still recording it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, let's not let's not do it a third time. Um, so yeah, let's dive in again. We're gonna skip. We're gonna basically go from the bottom up of how the nominees are released, and we're skipping all of the esports categories because oh, we don't know about that. Um, so best debut game, we have Carrion, Mortal Shell, uh, Raji, and Ancient Epic. Roki, and Phasmophobia. And then I should also say, best debut game, it doesn't say it, but it means from a completely brand new studio. So they, it's a new studio who's never made a product before, not necessarily the best like new franchise game. So let's start with Sid on this one. What do you think will win? What do you think judges will vote for? 
I haven't played any of these, so I haven't also heard a lot of opinions about any of these. I think maybe Phasmophobia, simply because it's got a lot of, like, player base right now. But I could see something else taking it, just based off of the information that I don't have. But if I had to choose what I wanted to win, I would probably say Raji or Roki. But I honestly don't know if those are strong enough contenders. Yeah, fair enough. Connor, what about you? What do you think will win this category? Um, I definitely feel like Phasmophobia is going to win, if not just because of the sort of social, um, like the social media stuff especially, then recency bias will definitely get some of it in there. Um, I would also like to see Raji win. That's the only one on this list that I've actually played, so... You know, that's personal bias there, but I definitely think the judges will probably lean towards Phasmophobia. Yeah, I agree with you guys. Phasmophobia, I think, is the clear winner just simply because of that game had its moment, right? It blew up in such a big way, and it's like, I have never played it, but I know all about it, right? It's one of those games. Um, yeah. The only game on here I actually played was Carry On, and I, quite frankly, don't think like that should win awards. I think it's cool, but not award-worthy. Um so, yeah, I'm just going to go Phasmophobia. I think it's a cool concept and idea, so... Is that I'm what you want that. to win as well? Yeah, I think it's creative. Like, like I think it's, like, as a multiplayer game, that's a neat idea. Um, I like seeing that stuff. Uh, those, like, you know, and we'll talk about Among Us later, too. Those, like, games that are about deception and, um, you know, working together but also working against one another. I think it's cool. So, yeah, I'm going to say Phasmophobia. Nice. Um, content Creator of the Year... You guys didn't know any of them. I like no. Alana Pierce a lot. Um, I think she was on like IGN podcasts and stuff back on the day. But um, yeah, other than that, that's the only person I know. So I want her to win. I have no opinion. So sure. Uh, Connor, any opinion on that? Yeah, no opinion there. <laughs> All right. Do not best... know any of these people. We have opinions on best multiplayer though. Animal oh, yeah. Crossing New Horizons, Among Us... Call of Duty Warzone, Fall Guys, and Valorant. Uh, Connor, let's start with you this time. What do you think will win? Um, in terms of multiplayer, I definitely think this will probably go to Among Us, uh, simply just because the amount of like community around the multiplayer, which, again, this is weird because this game came out in 2018, so yes, not sure how it qualified, but definitely... I think since it's on this list, I definitely think it has a chance. Um, I think that's what it'll go to. I think that's also what I want to win simply because, I mean, the multiplayer is really creative and solid. And it's also the one of these that I've played the most multiplayer on um, with Animal Crossing maybe tying that. But I definitely want Among Us to win and I think it has a solid chance. Cool. What, you, what about you, Sid? I agree with that. I think that since it is a two-year-old game that made it to this nomination, it's probably going to win. They, I don't know what their rules are, but the fact that it's here shows that people want it to win or to be recognized in some sense. So I could see that going for that. And with these other ones that I haven't played, Call of Duty, Fall Guys, and Valorant, they seem like they also have solid multiplayer, but uh, the option 
of Among Us to play with people you know as well as random people. Maybe a more of a benefit than those other ones, which I know also have that feature, but not as heavily as Among Us. Versus Animal Crossing has multiplayer, and I love that game, but I don't think I would classify it as a multiplayer game, strictly speaking, like Among Us was. So I still also want Among Us to take it. Yeah, I agree with you guys and says I think this is absolutely Among Us's category. It will win. And I also do think it's weird that it's nominated given that it's a 2018-year-old game. I get that it blew up this year. But yeah, again, it speaks to like the inconsistency to these awards and why I think they're a bit weird. Um what I think what I would want to win um I think Fall Guys is really cool. Like I think that's a neat concept for a game. It's essentially like a game show, if you don't know. Uh, so I'm going to say that just because like it's creative, it's funny, it's entertaining. It didn't really hold my attention, I will say, as a, on a personal note. I played it like twice. But I do like it. I like that it's there. It's cute. It's funny. Uh, so that'll, that would get my vote. Cool. Best sports slash racing. Uh, we have... Yeah, sorry, I got to zoom in. Dirt 5. Uh, F1 2020, FIFA 21, NBA 2K 21, and of course Tony Hawk's Pro Skateboarder 1 plus 2. Uh, I'll start off with this one. I think Tony Hawk is going to win and should win, in my opinion. Yeah. Completely agreed, yeah. yeah I think this that's is just the Tony Hawk us. category. Yeah. Uh, I said this in our dead episode. It is a shame this game has not been nominated in more categories. <laughs> Hopefully yeah. he gets uh, some due here. Because uh, but of also, that, it should just win this, because it's not nominated for anything else. Yeah, but also I could see it, because it is a remaster, so that is a bit weird. Um, but again, again, they're inconsistent. This so is in the right. sports category. I feel like a lot of them can be classified as just remasters. That's fair. And also, I feel like these two sports games, um, FIFA and NBA, I feel like all I hear is people complain about them, and about how awful they are with their microtransactions, and about how garbage they are with that stuff so it's kind of wild to me that they're nominated um but whatever all right best sim slash strategy we have crusader crusader kings 3 desperados 3 gears tactics microsoft flight simulator and xcom chroma squad now i know this is not one for any of us no we have not played any of these games so I'm going to start off with Carter here. What do you think will win knowing we are the most uneducated people on this category? I mean, I definitely think that Microsoft Flight Simulator is going to win simply because of the huge undertaking and like sheer scope of it. I feel like it's going to stick around for many, many years. It's going to be the de facto flight sim for a long time. And I mean, it's amazing what they pulled off with it. And it is a little weird that sim and strategy get lumped together in this way, but I I wa not only want that to win, but I feel like it definitely has a chance. Sid? I'll second that. I, again, don't know that much about anything on this category specifically, but yeah, the fact of how much work went into it and just how kind of expansive it is could could win a lot of judges over for sure. Yeah, I completely agree with you guys um, in both senses. I think that their technology of, like, we mapped the entire world that you can just fly over is amazing. 
and genuinely really impressive. I'm curious to see if that technology gets transported to other games. Um, yeah, I think it probably deserves it on this list. Though I did want to um, praise the um, strategy genre here because I feel like many years that str that genre just kind of gets like garbage. Like I, I know XCOM has been big for a bit, but I feel like very rarely do we see actually good strategy games. Um, again, as somebody looking from the outside who doesn't typically play this stuff, um, like I played XCOM and Mario Bros. Rabbits, so, you know, take my word with a grain of salt here. But I feel like, like, Crusader Kings 3 I know got, like, 10s, and Desperado I know people really like. Gears Tacticus I've heard good, great things about, and there's another XCOM game, so I'm sure it's pretty good. So if you're into that genre, it's been a good year for you, and that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, best Family, this one we know about. Animal Crossing, yeah. New Horizons, Crash Bandicoot 4, Fall Guys, Mario Kart Home Tour, Minecraft Dungeons, and Paper Mario, The Origami King. Let's go sit on this one first. Animal Crossing, for sure. Both, I think it's going to win, and I want it to win. This has usually been a Nintendo category, so it's exciting to see non-Nintendo games in it, but I do still think that N Nintendo really kind of holds its ground in this category because that's more what their target audience is. But Animal Crossing itself is a game that has connected families, including mine, at a time where they can't be connected. So I think just like culturally what's happening right now around the world, it came out at a great time. It's going to be Animal Crossing. Nice. Connor? Yeah, I'll definitely agree with that. This is primarily in the past has been the Nintendo category. Um, I believe last year it was, if not all, then it was all but one of them were Nintendo games, <laughs> including things like Luigi's Mansion 3, which is like, yeah, I guess so. Um, Paper Mario being here as well is a little weird, but I think Animal Crossing has been, like, has gone above and beyond in terms of being a family-oriented game, especially, like, even for Nintendo, that I definitely think it'll take it. I also want it to take it because, I mean, it's so built for being something to play with the family and being something that everyone in the family can enjoy, whereas something like Crash Bandicoot 4, yeah, it's family-friendly, but it's also brutal and is not something I would play with my family, so... Obviously, I think Animal Crossing really um, is probably going to take this one. Yeah, I think Animal Crossing will take it for sure. Uh, for me personally, I'm just going to say Crash 4, and purely for the selfish reasons that I think that game is amazing, and it's not nominated anywhere else. So that's why it's my personal yeah, that choice is a on shame. that one. Um, I will say, though, good category. These are all at least interesting. Um, yeah. I know Paper Mario fans are mixed on Origami King, but I've heard great things from people who aren't necessarily hardcore you know, thousand year door people. So I was gonna say it's pretty split on if you like the old games, you tend to not like the new stuff. If you like the new stuff, then this is more of the new stuff, but also great. So it depends on where you sit on that side. But at least aesthetically, like it's it's gorgeous. I can't argue with that. Yeah, and I, and I don't think there's a dud in here, honestly. Like even Mario Kart um, is is really cool. It's a really cool concept. You could argue that's more of a toy, not a video game, but yeah. Okay, whatever. but I would have lost my shit over that as a kid. So, oh my god, know. yeah, yeah. I think it's like when that got announced, I had to hold myself back. I, had, I like I don't have enough floor to make that work. I cannot do that. But I, I almost bought what I was. It's really cool. Sorry, I don't own own furniture anymore. My whole house is just a 
Mario Kart circuit. This is where <laughs> I live now. Yep. Uh, this is another one we just don't know much about this year. Um, it's best fighting, and excuse me while I butcher everything in this category. Uh, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus. We have Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate. Street Fighter V Championship Edition. One Punch Man, a hero nobody knows. An Undernight in Birth. EXE Late CLR. Great it. title, you guys. Got Gotta love anime game names. Oh, man. Um, so I, I'll just start on this one. I The only game on here that I've heard people talk very positively about is Mortal Kombat. It sounds like people really love that game. Um, though that being said, this is a re-release of a game from last year. Uh, so that's a bit weird. So shrug on that one. Uh, but I think that'll probably win just based on its name. And, you know, people seem to really like it. So uh, we'll go with Sid. I'd, I'll just agree with you just because I don't know anything about it. The only time I've known something about this category is the year that Smash came out. So that shows just me and my little nintendo bubble but yeah i mean yeah, hey i'm I mean, with you on that fighting games yeah, aren't sure. really i yeah. think it's cool that one punch man has a game i've seen the show so that's pretty cool but again i don't know if it's any good so yeah could be Connor, anything. what are you what are your thoughts um i will point out street fighter 5 is also a re-release so yes you know this it, is kind it, of the realm of fighting games to be honest with you these could all be releases i have no idea <laughs> no one punch man did come out this year i don't know about the other two um one punch man at least i've heard is decent the only thing i've really heard about that game is that saitama still works like he does in the show where he can kill anyone in one punch so when you pick him he has to spend two and a half minutes running to the stage in order to balance him which i think is really funny that's hilarious actually that's yeah, um idea. i definitely think mortal kombat will win though yeah like mortal kombat's the kind of game that has like the respect of people who know fighting games right like that's the one i've heard so i think that that's probably the clear winner um i've heard nothing but people complain about street fighter i will say again i yeah, don't know I if don't that's know just if those a bubble complaints. of people i'm listening to but that's all I got. Well, I don't know if those were complaints, like, kind of lingering from when it launched with very little content. I don't know if it's been improved yet, so... Yeah. Maybe. I know Mortal Kombat has improved quite a bit, so... Uh, here's a better one for us. Best role-playing. We have Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, we have Genshin Impact, Persona 5 Royale, Wasteland 3, and Yakuza Like a Dragon. Uh, Connor, you want to go first on this one? Yeah, I mean, my pick for this would definitely be Final Fantasy VII. That's the one that I, A, have played, and B, really, really enjoyed. Um, I feel like Persona 5 definitely has a shot here. Um, Yakuza is probably, as much as recency bias is a thing, I don't think it's in the realm of video games that's a little bit different because people especially voters probably haven't finished it so it might be a hard vote um i definitely think it's between final fantasy and persona 5 um final fantasy would definitely be my pick as to what i would want to win and what i predict will win sid so i've only played 
um, the first Persona 5, but I live with someone who loves Royal, so I've heard about all the changes in this game, and even seen the extra dungeon that they added at the end. Um, and I also played a fair amount of Genshin Impact, so... Personally, I think that Persona 5 Royal might take it over Final Fantasy 7 simply because it added so much and fixed so many issues that fans had with the original while also like improving on a package that people already gave 10s out of 10s. They had to kind of just continue to give it 10 out of 10 when things were improved. Plus, Persona franchise as a whole is a, a, a real golden child in the RPG kind of community. So I could I could see it winning. Um, I've not played Final Fantasy 7, but maybe because it could be considered incomplete because there will be more Final Fantasy 7 games after this, I could see that maybe not getting it as a result and maybe in the future years we see other iterations, like other entries win. Um, but I think, yeah, that Final Fantasy and Persona is going to be tough competition. I enjoy Genshin. I don't think it should win this category. I would be surprised if it did as well. Uh, yeah, I, I'm more in line with Connor on this one. I think Final Fantasy VII will take it, and that's also probably where my vote would go. Um, though I could see, even though I also agree with the um, judges have not had enough time to play Yakuza, it's, again, one of those games that came out right on the cusp, that and I feel like that game, Assassin's Creed, and uh, The Pathless would be on these categories a lot more if people actually had time. But, um, yeah, I could see that being a dark horse, but it, I think it's most likely going to be Final Fantasy, and that would also be my personal pick as well. I forgot to say that my personal pick would be Persona 5 if I had to choose, so. Gotcha. But that's because I haven't played Final Fantasy 7, so. Yeah, All right. either of those Best... could be... Finishings. Sorry. I said either of those could be could be likely. Honestly, it'll we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, for sure. Uh, best action adventure category. I know a lot about. So we have Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Ghost of Tsushima, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Ori in the Blind Forest, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, the snub from last year, getting a shot at least, and then The Last of Us Part Two. Uh, I'm gonna go with Connor first on this one. Yeah, I. Uh, this is definitely one where I've played more of these, um, or at least seen more of these. The. I would definitely say probably Ghost of Tsushima is going to take this one. Um, mainly because we've seen it nominated for such other categories, and it was really praised when it came out. Um, I would like to see either spider-man or ori win this one but both of those are very much like iterations on their originals <laughs> rather than such a new concept um so i definitely think ghost of tsushima is going to take it and i would vote for ori to win if i wanted it said i've not played any of these i could see Ghost of Tsushima or Last of Us taking it just because those games were both incredibly popular when they came out. Um, I agree also with Connor with the Miles and Ori being iterations on their um, predecessor. Though, 
if I had to cast my vote, I would probably pick one of the two just because I kind of like the underdog in this category because as somebody who doesn't play this game, from my outside perspective, a lot of these games can look really samey. I know when you're playing them, they're not. So something that even visually stands out is really appealing to me, but I don't know if judges are going to go that way. So I would say probably Ghost of Tsushima or Last of Us will take it. Yeah, I, I think Ghost of Tsushima will take this one um, as well. Because I, I, I don't think it'll take anything else. Um, and I think it is a really competent game that people really enjoyed, including myself. Um, my personal vote for this one... This one's a lot harder, again, because I played a lot of these games. I like... I, I haven't played Spider-Man or Assassin's Creed. I have Assassin's Creed and haven't started it yet. Um, probably like many of the judges. So, you know, again, probably a little unfair to that game. But... Um, these other three that I have played are four. Are, it's a very difficult decision. I think I would pick Last of Us ultimately, but they're all worthy choices. Um, I honestly don't think Star Wars is going to get it, though, just because no. it came out so long ago. No. Poor Star Wars, man. Again, yeah. it's, it's again, the unfortunate timing of these awards really, really stubbed that one. Uh, it's a good game, though. All right. Best action. Doom Eternal. Hades. Uh, Half-Life Alex, Neo 2, and Streets of Rage 4. Uh, I'm going to start us off here. I think, I think, ooh, it's either a toss-up between Hades or Doom. I think Hades will win. Uh, my personal vote would go for Doom, and that's just based off of not having played Hades yet. Uh, I do love Supergiant, though, so shout out to them. But I, I have played Doom, and that's the one I would vote for out of these uh, Sid, what, do you, what are your opinions here? The only game in this category I've played is Hades. I love Hades. It's going to win it. I want it to win it. It's a fantastic action game. Purely because I don't play action games, and it got me to play it and enjoy it. So that that's all I'll say about it now, because I have more things to say about it for other categories, but I think, I think it's going to win it. And that's the one you I, want to win, right? Yeah. All right. Connor, what, what do you got? I feel like... I feel like I agree that Doom and Hades both have a pretty clear shot at this. Um, what I I would like to see Hades win, per se, mainly because I love Supergiant and I love the work they do, the amount of work they put into this action game that does blend like a bunch of other genres to create a cohesive package is really great. Um, I think the category will end up going to Doom. Um, but Hades would be my pick. I will say, I didn't complain about it this time in our dead podcast I did. The difference between action and adventure and just action is stupid. I'm just going to say that. Every game that's in the action adventure category could conceivably be in the action category. <laughs> like, it's a little, like, iffy there, so. I mean, the sub descriptions on the website say that best action is defined as a genre focused primarily in combat whereas action adventure is combat with traversal and puzzle solving so i guess I, that's their distinction but i mean i i would i could say you could put doom eternal in action adventure then right or you could put ghost of tsushima in action right like like it's just it's just a little like arbitrary i guess i mean the fact that the word action is in there twice is redundant so i won't argue with that yeah or adventure because like these action games aren't also adventure games. You're not going on adventures. Like, it's just a yeah. weird... It's a weird distinction. Um, I say. And that's just a distinction with video game genres, not just as the awards that I just 
kind of like butt heads with. I hate it. Um, that's just me. Thank you for letting me on my soapbox. Uh, a very cool category, the best in these awards, in my opinion, innovation in accessibility. We have Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Grounded, uh, Hyperdot, The Last of Us Part Two, and Watch Dogs Legion. And I'll start us off here and say that I think The Last of Us Part Two will win, and I believe it should win, in my opinion. Um, Completely agree. Same. Yeah. yeah, that game did some amazing things with accessibility, and um, it's just really impressive and really, really cool. But, but uh, shout out to all these other games, like... I'm glad to see more stuff get nominated for this. I think glad this is a category. I think it speaks to where the industry is at, and I think it's really positive that we're seeing this, and hopefully it continues to grow. And well, I hope be this category better. in the future consider like convinces other game companies to take this seriously enough to want to be nominated. Like maybe this will be the incentive that gets gaming to start to become more accessibility as the default rather than something worthy of praise. I hope that's not the only reason, but I, mean, I definitely feel like it is a reason. Um, I think also the just sheer outpouring of praise and support towards accessibility options, specifically in Last of Us Part Two, um, is going to convince other people to like kind of seek that as well, as well as just making it so more people can play their games. Like I think that's just a huge motivator already. Um, which is great. I mean, you can listen to our Last of Us 2 episode to listen to Dustin and I gush over the accessibility options in that because they are phenomenal and it's amazing the kind of work that went into that. Well, that's really the main thing about this category is it shows that the work is possible to do and not have it detract from the game in a way that maybe some people might try to excuse it as doing. Like, for Last of Us to do all that work and to do it well kind of sets the bar for other companies to say, hey, you can do this if you just put an effort. So that's really, really cool. Yeah, I mean, one of their talking points for Last of Us was that, like, hey, they made this so if you're completely blind, you could still play the game. Which is, like, for a third-person action stealth shooter that's pretty challenging is remarkable. Right. Like, amazing. Um, and then Grounded I will also has a really say... Cool... Um, arachnophobia settings too that's the only thing I've other game on this list that I've seen it's accessibility and that's a really cool thing that you might not necessarily think of as accessibility but is yeah it's it is good and we were saying like we hope this encourages other things I think the thing that will help too is look at the three of the games on this list are massive AAA releases right yeah. um, by massive companies and that's the thing right when that starts happening and people start realizing like oh, now these games, I can actually choose, like, like, you know, like, it's cool when indie games do it, of course, but, like, those aren't mainstream. The mainstream stuff is what's going to actually push for the change, and seeing that's really good. Um, mm -hmm. So, again, shout-out to that. Shout-out to this category. I love it. Um, and shout-out to all of these games. That's really great and good on them. Uh, best VR slash AR. Uh, and I'm telling you, there's no AR games in this list. <laughs> So, sorry. Um, we have Dreams by Media Molecule. We have Half-Life Alex. We have Iron, uh, Marvel's Iron Man VR. We have Star Wars Squadrons. And we have The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. Um, let's go I don't own a Sid. VR. Yeah, yeah, none of us do. So, no. just based I, off of things you've heard or... I mean, whatever. the only one that I've heard of at all before reading these nominations was Half-Life Alex. So... 
I think Half-Life fans in general will vote for this one, as well as the fact that a Half-Life game just exists will make critics kind of excited. And I heard it was pretty good and was enjoyable, despite like some people playing it as like one of their first VR games and they had a good time with it. So I'll, I'll, I'll agree with that opinion, that general kind of praise that I've seen. But again, that's also the only praise I've seen. So I could, I don't know, there could be a dark horse in here that I don't know about. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm with you on this. I think Half-Life Alex is the kind of critical darling here. It got tens. It's when these game of the when the game of the year nominees came out, people were mad Half Life Alex wasn't on it. So like it's got that kind of support. I think it will win. Um, I will shout out Dreams because I I don't have PlayStation VR, but I did play a lot of Dreams and I quite like it a lot. I think it's a really cool game. I could imagine VR being cool. Um, so I my vote would probably go there. What about you, Connor? Um, I agree. I definitely think Half Life is going to take it. Um, I would vote for Dreams personally um star wars squadrons i think also is pretty cool having a flight sim in vr whether it be star wars or realistic i think that's cool so definitely half-life alex my vote would be dreams yeah i think it's kind of wild that the three of the games on here are licensed and they're all supposed to be pretty good so yeah also if you want to live in those worlds cool yeah it's just exciting too to see valve make games again like, wow. Yeah, that is the thing, right? It's like Half-Life fans have had nothing for so long, so that's that's neat to see. Yeah, very exciting. Uh, best community support. So we have Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Fall Guys, Fortnite, No Man's Sky, and Valorant. And it should be noted, I believe this is one of the categories that is actually voted on by the public. So I'm going to go with Connor first on this one. Yeah, this is also one that um, is kind of hard to pick because it is very much how the developers have taken care of the community. And I am not a part of any of these communities. <laughs> so um, I would personally like to see Fall Guys win specifically because I've seen a lot of the sort of passion come out of the developers towards the community which is not something you it's something you're seeing more and more nowadays but is not something you still see is very common um plus they've added a bunch of stuff fortnite i guess has added like a ton of stuff and that map changes a lot i just don't play fortnite (laughs) um and then no man's sky i know has been on an uptick for many many years now but I still think that the amount of fan support for the people that hung in from the get-go or have jumped in now that it's a lot better, I think that sort of support as well. I feel like um, either Fortnite or No Man's Sky could probably take it, but my vote would go to Fall Guys. Yeah, um, I think Fortnite will take it, and yeah... Yeah, I also I also think my vote would go to Fortnite, just simply because I kind of find it amazing how much that game updates and how much free content you can get out of it. I also just think like just the pure numbers game there. It's it's like the most popular game in the world right now, right? Still, so I think if this is community voted, that it's just got that advantage. Quite frankly, um, Sid, what about you? 
I think Fortnite's gonna win just because there's already so many people playing it, but then there's an even larger amount of people who don't play it but watch other people play it that would probably sign on to vote. Um, I'm thinking mainly like it's it's younger audience, these people who just kind of watch streamers. Um, I personally don't really care about Fortnite, and I'll be honest, I'm kind of sick of seeing it everywhere. Um, mostly just because of like the burnout of people talking about it a lot. Not that I have any personal beef with it. Um, so because of that, I would probably choose Fall Guys just because it's newer and it seems like it's being really creative in a way that some of those other games don't seem like they're doing. Um, but again, I'm not a part of any of these communities, so that's take that with a grain of salt. Yeah, um, I will say this is the I didn't notice this during the last episode. I think Poor Respawn is the only developer on here who has two games nominated within these awards who won't win anything. <laughs> yeah, this is just a sub prediction of mine. Both. Jedi Fallen Order and Apex Legends, I don't think will win anything. But shout out to them. They're a great developer. Um, and shout out to Titanfall 2. Play it, you cowards. Uh, is it Titanfall me? 2. Am I the coward? Yeah. Okay. You are. Play Titanfall 2. Play Titanfall 2. It's like $5 all the time. Uh, it's like five hours at most. A dollar Best. an hour. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or but- zero if you got it on PS Plus. <laughs> Best mobile game. We have Among Us, Call of Duty Mobile, Genshin Impact, Legends of Runeterra, and Pokemon Cafe Mix. I'll start us off on this one. I think this one's obvious. I think it will be Among Us. Um, I think for my personal taste, though, I will give the nod to Call of Duty Mobile. I played that a lot when it came out. Again, not this year. Last year. And it plays remarkably well for a first-person shooter on a touchscreen. So for that reason, I really like it. Uh, I also think it does some cool things where, like, you don't have to press a button to fire. Instead, it just fires automatically when a player comes across your crosshairs. And that doesn't. And it turns out that doesn't like diminish the strategy or the um, quick action gameplay of Call of Duty. It actually works for it quite well, especially on a mobile device. So I think, I think it's cool. I think it's smart, and so I would vote for that one. Um, let's go, Connor, next. Yeah, I definitely think it was. it's going to be Among Us in this category. Uh, that would also be my vote. It's definitely the mobile game I've played the most this year. Um, I definitely feel like of any of the categories that Genshin is nominated for, I feel like this is the one that it's multi- most likely to win and probably the most deserving to win, honestly. Um, so I feel like it could be a, end up being a toss-up between Among Us and Genshin, but I feel like Among Us is going to take it. Um, that would also be my pick. I did play Co- Pokemon Cafe Mix, but it's only okay. Sid. I like the art for Pokemon Cafe Mix, but again, I haven't played it. Um, I did mention earlier I have played Gen- Genshin, and I've also booted it up on my phone because sometimes I'm too lazy to boot up my computer and I want to get my stupid daily things because I refuse to spend money on it, so... Whatever. I got gotcha. you. You're in the system. I don't spend money, though. Not for reals. But I will boot up my phone until a better game comes out, a.k.a. Breath of the Wild 2. Um, but like like Connor said, I, I would prefer it to win this over RPG if it's going to win anything. I don't think it runs fantastically on mobile, but the fact that it runs on mobile, period, is pretty cool, considering how much can kind of go on in that game. Um... And it, it's not necessarily a nightmare to control either, which is, I guess, 
probably par for the course. I don't play that many mobile games, so I guess I don't really have that much to compare it to. But you know, I ag- I agree with the both of you. I think Among Us is a very strong contender. I've not played it on mobile either, but so many so many people do, and it's free and it's good and it doesn't have gasha elements. So <laughs> I think I would still cast my vote for Among Us, and I do think it also will win. Cool. Um, I also just a quick tangent, which I'm trying to cut down here. But isn't it amazing how well they've managed to make action games work on mobile? Because like. Before playing Call of Duty, it had been a long time since I even tried any game like that on a touchscreen, and I hated them. Like, I just had, remember having terrible experiences. Playing that game made me go, oh, you guys have sorted this out. <laughs> like, oh my god, yeah. This yeah, play, works. Playing Genshin at all on mobile, I'm just, like, thrown back to when I was playing, like, freaking Temple Run in middle school. And I'm like, this was the coolest thing that we could ever do on mobile. And now I can get basically a Breath of the Wild clone to run on my phone, even slightly well, is impressive. Yeah, and that's how I felt with Call of Duty, where I'm like, this feels like the console game. <laughs> like, it's kind of amazing. Um, I, sometimes I forget how much power my phone has when I'm not just texting or online. <laughs> yeah, I know, totally. Uh, I will say, shout out to the art for Regions of uh, Runeterra and Pokemon. It's cool Yeah, art. they're very Don't cool. know what those games are, but dope art. Um, they're pretty. Yep. Uh, best Indie. This is a fun category. We've got Carry On, uh, Fall Guys, Hades... Uh, Spelunky and Spirit Fair, and I'm gonna go sit on this one. Um, I think Hades is gonna win this. This is another one where Hades just has so much like going for it right now. It's definitely got recency bias on its side, as well as just being a fantastic game that gets so many people who may not even play games all the time to really enjoy it. I loved the hell out of Spirit Fair, though, and I would hope that because it's only nominated for two categories it could win either this or the other one that it's in because it's fantastic but Hades is just such a strong player this year to even get nominated for game of the year I think it it could take pretty much anything that it's in and I would believe it so uh Connor yeah I definitely feel like because it's nominated for so many other things it probably won't go to it in this category they might give it to something else um and if that is the case then i definitely would like to see splunky 2 win mainly because i have heard that that game is like everything that the first game did well plus some and the amount of effort that the developers put in for that i mean for all of these honestly um I think Splunky 2 would probably get my vote. I could definitely see Hades winning, um, and I would also love to see Spiritfarer win. So um, my guess is probably Splunky 2, and then my personal pick would be Spiritfarer. Um, I think Fall Guys will win, and that would also be my vote. Um, I think it's just one of those games that blew up in such a way. Like, people love it. Uh, it's cute. It's very accessible. I think... For me, that's the one I could see winning. Though I think Hades and Spiritfarer also have a chance. Um, so really, anything but Carrion. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I can't remember if this is in the episode. I think Carrion is cool, but that game is a Metroidvania that does not have a map, which is a fatal flaw. It is like. Like, it's like an unacceptable flaw to me, so I'm kind of baffled by its inclusion in this award. Um, maybe a carry-on, too, if it fixes those issues. 
both Carrion and Fall Guys have involvement by Devolver, which is interesting. That is true. Devolver so. kill it. I feel like they're constantly are putting out at least at the very least interesting products. So. All right. Yeah, they publish some pretty great games. Yeah. So best ongoing. Uh, Apex Legends, Destiny Two, Call of Duty Warzone, Fortnite, and No Man's Sky. Uh, we had this in our dead episode. This is basically the same category as the community support. Community support. So. Just minus know, a guys... couple entries. Entries, yeah. Minus the ones that are more recent. Yeah. yeah. Like Fall Guys and Valorant. Which is. I mean that makes sense, right? Because these are all games that are over a year old, so you would have time to actually see how Consider well. Consider them ongoing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, for me, I think I would. I think. Mm, I think Call of. I'm between Destiny Two and Call of Duty. I think. Yeah, I think Destiny Two will win. I think I would vote for Call of Duty. Um, I don't really play any of these games actively anymore. I did play a lot of Destiny Two when it first came out. And I, you know, I still hear great things about their additions, and they went free to play like last year, and people seem to be happy with that, which is kind of amazing. So good on them. Um, I and I played a little bit of Warzone. I'm not a huge battle royale guy, but it was cool, and I think that everything I've heard about that game's support and updates seems to be pretty positive, especially in the face of Fortnite, which is the juggernaut. Which I know I'm saying like. Uh, look at these two games from the biggest video game companies ever. <laughs> so it's not like as if Call of Duty is the underdog here, but I, I I think I could see that's the one I would that's the one I would pick personally. Um, any opposite opinions, Sid? Nope, I don't play any of these games. Maybe Fortnite will win. Maybe it won't. Honestly, I have no idea. Yeah, it's a little bit of a redundant category, Connor. Yeah, I feel like Fortnite definitely has the edge here. Um... Apex might be the sleeper hit here for this one if it wins anything. Um, my pick would still be No Man's Sky just because it's what it's on, the only one on this list that I'm actually like seriously considering jumping on. <laughs> so that would probably be my pick. Um, but you know, one of the three battle royales will probably get it. <laughs> um, games for impact. Um, this is a genre I will say I have a slight problem with because I don't feel like its title is great at explaining what this award is for. Its description is for a thoughtful, um, for a thought-provoking game with a pro-social meaning or messaging. I think that's so vague. <laughs> and what this really is saying is indie game with social, social messages. Um, but it doesn't say that in the title anywhere, so I think it's a bit weird. But um, what we have here is If Found, Kentucky Route Zero TV Edition, Spirit Fair, Tell Me Why, and Through the Darkest of Times. So let's go sit on this one since you played Spirit Fair. Yeah, I think Spirit Fair is going to take this if it doesn't take indie. Like, I think how that's how the voting is going to shake out. Um, just because that game was super impactful as far as like the emotional story of it. Um, and it's a game that the gameplay feeds into pushing you towards something that you're dreading, but you know is for the best, um, which is very interesting. I haven't played any of these other games. Honestly, looking at this list, it gives me suggestions on things I want to try. I had never heard about Tell Me Why before we had done our 
Dead episode, and I heard you guys talk about it more, and it sounds really cool, and I could see that winning just based on what we talked about and what you guys will also talk about now. But, yeah, I would say either of those, probably. I would yeah. vote for Spiritfarer, but... Yeah, for me, and again, as somebody who's very ignorant to this category, I think Tell Me Why will win. I think, just for my personal taste, I think Spiritfarer has awesome art and is, you know, slightly more appealing to me just based on that. Um, yeah, Tell Me Why, I think, because of its um, inclusion, a trans inclusivity, um, that like that was what the headlines were about, and I that's basically all I know about this game. I did not uh, play it yet. It is on Game Pass, I believe, so maybe soon. Um and it got a lot of good press for that. I don't know how well it turned out. So, but just simply based on the back of that, I think it's probably got the biggest shot of any of these of winning. Um, it's also Don't Nod, so it is a fairly known developer here. Um, maybe the Life of Strange games. So, yeah, that's that's my reasoning, Connor. Yeah, I definitely think I'd agree that either Spirit Fair or Tell Me Why has the edge here. Um, I'm definitely going to sing the praises of Kentucky Route Zero. <laughs> that game is actually, I mean, really impactful. I put the soundtrack on last night and this morning and got emotional over it again. Really cool art style on that one. Really great story that is less about thinking and more about just feeling what the story is, which I think was really a tricky needle to thread i would really like to see spirit fair win because i feel like there's a lot of just emotion poured into the design of that game um but i feel like that and tell me why i definitely have the edge i will say the fact that i haven't finished spirit fair says so much about how impactful it is simply because it's a game that makes you not want to finish it because it's about letting go and you don't want to let go so yeah, that's cool. And I do know that one did make a lot of waves, so I do think it's got a shot. Um, yeah, I also got shout waves out to right this there. art for Through the Darkest of Times. Yeah. It's at least intriguing. It makes me want to check it out. So. I definitely want to play all the games on this list that I haven't already. So. Yeah, it's definitely like a good recommendation list here. Um, yeah, you should definitely play category. Kentucky Route Zero. Yeah. Best performance. And again, I apologize to everybody's names, who I will butcher in a second. Um, we have Ashley Johnson as Ellie. We have Laura Bailey as Abby, both from The Last of Us Part Two. Um, we have Deseki. Uh, uh, Suji. Suji. Yeah, as Jin Sakai. Again, apologies. Um, to everybody. Logan Cunningham as Hades. And uh, uh, Nigel is that his name? I can't. Naji Jetter. Thank you. Sorry, I'm I'm working with names I've never seen and have to zoom into my screen a ton to be able to see them. <laughs> so thank you guys. Um, as Miles Morales from Spider Man. So I'm gonna go with Sid first on this one. The only game on this list I played is Hades, and Logan Cunningham has a fantastic voice. Um. I'm glad that he's nominated, but I do think that this is going to be a Last of Us category. I think either Ashley Johnson or Laura Bailey are going to take it. They're both very prolific voice actors, as well as doing mocap performances in this. 
Um, they definitely bring their A game consistently from what I've seen. Whether you like the story or not, they really put their heart into this performance. Um, I think those either of them is going to be the critic pick. Um, personally, I would either vote for Hades or Miles, um, but that's based on my own biases. So, uh, Yeah, for me, I think critically, I agree, it'll be a Last of Us, one of these Last of Us nominees. Um, I could, it could go either way. I think for me, I'd pick Laura over Ashley, but it's it's a tight race for me. I think they both did absolutely phenomenal jobs. Everybody else, well, in Spider-Man, I don't know for sure, I'm and I'm only guessing on Hades here. They're great voice actors, but I don't think they give as much range as the other two. So I think that that works against them. Not, you know, doesn't say anything about them or their abilities, but I, I do think that um, for that reason, the Last of Us actors have the up here. Connor? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I, I think... Probably it's going to go to Laura Bailey, just kind of knowing the performances. I feel like that's where the critics are going to lean. Um, I would like to see either um, Daisuke or Naji win, particularly just because that's kind of a um, a niche that's not really given to um, like people of color. <laughs> like this is kind of not a um, award that's generally looked at in that way. Um, but I also feel like having not played Spider-Man, I feel like Jin's character in Ghost of Tsushima isn't given a whole lot to work with. He's very stoic. He's very like closed off, which works. Cause when his emotions do show, he kind of is able to convey that, but I feel like he's not given a whole lot to work with in terms of story. Um, yeah. and, and it's then, not, again, it's not the, that story is bad or that that character's bad or that he's bad it's it just, just where the story goes it doesn't emphasize his performance in a way that like last of us does which is completely fair it's a completely different game i would say the same um, about hades too just because it's such a massive cast and hades himself is only one small part of that and you only see him really when you lose um i would say he doesn't really fit in as like the strongest contender as a result I mean, Logan Cunningham's voice is fantastic, though. I know, That's he, could, oh, yeah. he could narrate <laughs> oh, yeah. my life, Absolutely. and I would be so happy. <laughs> Him and uh, Michael Caine. Yes. Yeah, this is why everyone needs to play Bastion in Transistor, because his voice is so good. <laughs> yep. Uh, best... um, I definitely think Laura Bailey's going to take it, though. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, also, you know, shout out to her. She got a lot of really shitty backlash for that game. <laughs> So I no, would like to see in that game. something good happen to her because of it. I, you know, that's fair. Um, anyway, best audio design. Uh, we have Doom Eternal. We have Half Life Alex, Ghost of Tsushima, Resident Evil Three, The Last of Us Part Two. Connor, it's you want to take game. us first on this one? Um, sure. I would say it's probably going. My vote would be Ghost of Tsushima, um, with my second vote going to Doom Eternal. Um, Doom Eternal does a lot of really interesting things with its sort of UI and its cooldowns and whatnot, and having that like and its pickups, be ha- tying those to audio cues, I feel like is a really smart decision. It does get drowned out a little bit in the mix sometimes. Ghost of Tsushima, the environmental sounds are fantastic, um, 
and then last of us 2 all of the enemy sounds are really fantastic so it's kind of a different section of audio design that's really emphasized um i feel like it's going to end up being a toss-up between last of us and ghost of tsushima um my pick would be between doom eternal and ghost of tsushima so ghost of tsushima is going to be my center pick Sid, i would say and i said this in the um last episode but you kind of talked me out of it but i'll repeat it just because <laughs> that episode died in a fire it's a do-over <laughs> um the only feedback that i've heard because i haven't played any of these games personally was that doom eternal had great audio design in that you could use the audio to pick out information when there was so much happening on the screen and still be successful um i know you had a counterpoint to that but that was what i had heard as a person who has not played any of these games so that's why i would think that it would be strong but again this is a very oscar like category where it's all the games with guns or some sort of loud sounds and so people tend to nominate things that they're like oh that had a lot of loud sounds therefore that must be hard to do audio for which i personally disagree with living with somebody who's an audio nerd but that's only my personal bias so i would say i would vote for doom eternal based on the information i've been given and i would expect it to win but again i have a very limited perspective on these games specifically yeah i will say um uh that Yes, guns are a good, you know, a good thing to judge audio by, just simply because they are loud bangs, and also like, it is easy to fuck that up. I've played mini games where guns sound like shit, and so when they get that right, it can be satisfying slash horrifying. Um, and so I don't want to discount that. I also feel like saying that these games are nominated only for their gun sounds is a little unfair. I don't think that's entirely true. That's um, fair. Or, or fair, particularly Last of Us. I think its enemy noises are particularly disturbing. Um, I, I think if two instances, the the um, zombie enemies, the clickers, uh, who obviously make clicking noises, and then there's an enemy type later on of humans that whistle, that is particularly horrifying. Uh, and I think that feeds into the gameplay loop really nicely. And so for that reason, that's my personal pick, and I also think it will win because of that. I'm just um, salty that Animal Crossing didn't get nominated for this category because every different kind of shoe makes different sounds on every different kind of floor. And that's the kind of stuff that I would love to see recognized in the audio count category. More mundane things rather than this kind of over-the-top kind of audio, which and I do think that's tends fair. to be flashier, yeah. I guess. And that is a fair criticism, but yeah. Um, yeah, and I, and I said this last time, I think this category only exists because of Modern Warfare from last year. They put so much emphasis on sound and sound design, um, and I think they kind of basically created this category for the Game Awards, because like, every gun in that game sounded different and horrifying in different ways. They also paid attention to the fact where like, if you were shooting in a subway, it would reverberate and sound like you were shooting in a, you know, in a tunnel with echoes, or if you were out in the open air, it would sound different, which, you know... And I don't think any of these games are as good as that. <laughs> so I do want to say, like, the reason this category is even around, I think, is because of that game. Um, Animal Crossing did have different speakers have different audio quality when playing music. Yes. So where's and Animal Crossing? And if your Crossing? camera is pointed to the back of a stereo, it's quieter than if it's pointed toward the front. I um, love that, like, diegetic sound Animal stuff. Crossing. Put more, so like, lighthearted games in here. Exactly, yeah. it's so cool. I love it when games pull that off. Sleep, it is good. The like, sleeper a, hit would be Animal Crossing. I can't remember which open world game it was, but one of the open world crime games blew me away when I, you know, we step out of the car and the radio's still playing, and it like, and you can hear it muffled through the car. 
I don't remember when or which game that was, but I remember it blowing my mind. So yeah, there's there's definitely a lot to say about diegetic sound, and particularly when it's music playing from a source, I can totally see that. Um. Anyway, sorry Speaking about the music. Tangent. Yeah, best score and music: Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Hades, uh, Ori and the Blind Forest. No, Will of the Wisps is this one, um, and Last of Us Part Two. Um, I'm gonna start us off here. I think these are all great and worthy. I think Doom will win this one, and that's also my personal vote. Let's go, Sid next. I'll say Doom will take it too, just because Doom is something that's known for its soundtrack. Um, I haven't experienced enough of Hades to have experienced the range of its score because I'm terrible at the game, so that's my own fault. I'm sorry. Um, but what I've heard is great, but I would say that Doom has the most, like, standout soundtrack of these entries because the rest of them seem to be more of, like, scoring, whereas Doom kind of has this soundtrack that is more metal-influenced um, and tends to complement it without directly scoring it in a way that we're used to for, like, film. So that's why yeah. I, I think I would vote for it, and I think it'll win. Yeah. Um, Connor? Yeah, I mean, this is kind of Doom's strong point, is it's focused on, and specifically when interviewed about this, Mick Gordon has said that he wanted to bring the score to the forefront again. I mean, it's a game from the 90s. You want the score to be, like, right there in front. You gotta rip and tear. Um, and Doom, I mean, it nails it, and I do really enjoy that score. I am still between that one and Doom 2016, but it's not up against Doom 2016. It's up against other things. So I definitely feel like that's going to take it. I will say the Final Fantasy VII soundtrack is really great as well. So that might take my pick, but I think it's... My, me personally, it's between Doom and Final Fantasy. I definitely think Doom will take it. Yeah. I will say, I do want to, even though we lost this, but I want a chance to apologize to you. We had a bit of an argument about soundtracks. And I had said, this Final Fantasy soundtrack is great, but I could see that being under any game. And you were like, yeah, but what about the Rotting Pizza song? And for me, I wasn't considering the more electronic stuff in that game. I was thinking about more the epic, orchestrated rock stuff. So, like, that didn't cross my mind, and that wasn't what I was thinking about. So, even okay, though we lost yeah. it, I do want to say, you're right. That song is unique to that game. Um, yeah, I just really like how Final Fantasy uses its synths to kind of complement its fantasy and sci-fi elements it kind of it's music very much matches that so that's why i was that's why it's my second pick but i mean doom is the clear winner here yeah and it, yeah, it was one of those things related and i was like oh that's what they were talking about <laughs> so. this is the benefit of doing a <laughs> redo yeah exactly um best art direction final fantasy 7 remake ghost of Tsushima, hades uh ori in the blind forest and last of us part two again uh, like some of these categories, I think these are all worthy of this award. Um, I think Hades will win it. My vote would be Ghost. Let's go, Connor. Yeah, I I would agree with that. I feel like Hades, I mean, the way that they've mixed the 2D traditional art with their 3D gameplay models, as well as just having everything mesh with their art style... Um, and still be able to convey game information. I feel like that's a really tricky needle to thread in gaming, and 
I mean, all of the games on this list do that, but I feel like Hades really kind of emphasizes that. Um, Ghost of Tsushima, I love the look of that game. It very much feels like an, a water-brushed, like, ink-brushed painting with color, which is, like, really tricky to do, but kind of basing it off of its influences, it really nails that aesthetic um, while still conveying that game information, like having this really beautiful grass that only appears when you can sneak in it. Like that kind of tie between the art and the gameplay is really strong. If this was in terms of graphical fidelity, obviously Last of Us, because that game blows me away every time I look at it. It's so beautiful. Um, I definitely think Hades is going to take it, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is Hades' category, for sure. Um, I will say something that neither of you mentioned about Hades that I think also kind of puts it a cut above the rest is the fact that this game is about Greek gods who have been de- depicted in so many different ways over so many thousands of years, and yet their character designs still feel fresh. Like, they did fantastic takes on these characters, um, I love how they fit together as an ensemble as well as stick out very distinctively. Um, the freaking graphic design for this game, like every god has their own logo because they have to portray a symbol of the orb that you can pick up when you're allowed to do a boon with them. Like so many like little touches in this game are fantastic and as a, an artist and a giant fucking nerd, like I just, I want to just have an art book of this so fucking bad and i would i would sit on the floor of a barnes and noble and read the art book of any of these games for sure they're all very very gorgeous but i think hades is gonna win it yeah super giant makes beautiful games like undeniably beautiful games and all of these games honestly um i think the only one i take a little bit of umbrage with is final fantasy um just in its environmental design some of it i think can look a little bland to me personally um i know that's not the case for everybody uh yeah and i feel like that's also the fault of this of what it's remaking yeah yeah um but Um, the characters look amazing in that game yeah but i mean it also kind of still borrows the same or similar art style that things like final fantasy 15 had which really works for final fantasy but it's still kind of i mean it's not a hundred percent original for this one it's no longer knocking yeah it's not knocking its graphics at all i still love the way the characters are designed how they've been upgraded from their ps1 days as well as um i mean the environments being kind of bland i definitely agree with but that's also the fault of what's being remade it's remaking the opening of final fantasy 7 which was very bland so having that stretched to a whole game is yeah. It's tricky to do. I just want to see one developer nail a sewer level, you know? Like, <laughs> I want to feel like, oh, that's the coolest sewer level I've ever seen. Go play Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, God, go no. play Lethal League. There you go. That's, that's the real one. <laughs> Maybe you're right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would love to just in general see one of the indies take this. Um, just because I feel like indies so more often than AAAs get this chance to flex their um, arts because that's really what can draw people in um, whereas AAA can kind of write on their name a lot or their characters and things like that and they tend to do that more like really realistic graphic whereas indies because of smaller teams need to do other things to make themselves stand out and because of that I really love seeing the range of indie art and that's what f- makes it feel so fresh um, so I would even that's... I don't think Ori will take it but even if it did I would also be happy with that 
yeah, I would be happy with Ori winning. Uh, I gotta mention, sorry to the listeners, if you keep hearing me quietly burp, I'm drinking a LaCroix, and it's very bubbly. Um, this is how you know it's unedited. Yeah. Disgusting. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that was not a minute commentary on any of those games, by the way. <laughs> They're all good. <laughs> um, best narrative. Uh, I gotta zoom in again. Uh, 13 Sentinels, Aegis Rim, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, and The Last of Us Part Two. Um, I do want to quickly mention, when we recorded this, I did not know what uh, 13 Sentinels was. Um, Connor, you sent me a link. It's on sale. I looked into it a little bit. Sid, it seems like your kind of game. It seems like a persona. You're out oh, doing hey. battles, and then you're going to school. <laughs> all right, so. all right. Maybe that's something for you to look into. Um, looked okay to me, at least. Apparently it has a good narrative, so... Yeah. I mean, enough go. to get nominated. Um, so, I think Last of Us will win, and that is also my personal pick. Sid? I think Last of Us will win, even despite the controversy. We had a... This is the category that we really had a long argument about in the first episode, so thankfully you don't have to listen to us rehash that too much. Um, again, the only game on this list I've played is Hades. I think it's great how its gameplay supports its narrative um, through its theming. Like, the idea of failing over and over again is a part of the narrative. Um, but I don't think it is the strongest narrative in this category. Um, Last of Us, I think, could take it um, if we're talking critics. I also think Final Fantasy VII has the nostalgic factor, and because they've expanded it more than the story that you were expecting to have retold to you could also take it for that as well. So, yeah. Connor. Um, I, I could definitely see final fantasy taking this one specifically because of the way that it weaves its meta fact that it's a remake into its narrative. I feel like that's really interesting as well as having this fresh narrative on an old game i feel like that was kind of a a tricky thing to do that they pulled off i feel like that really is why it speaks to me and why it's my pick um and i could see that being um kind of acknowledged by the judges um whereas i could also see the judges giving it to last of us as many issues as i have personally with that plot um I could definitely see where people would enjoy that sort of form of storytelling. So it could be either Final Fantasy or Last of Us. I personally want Final Fantasy. Uh, Best game direction. I thought that said best game character. And then I was like mad that Roche isn't on here. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Bug snacks. Uh, uh, Yeah. Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Half-Life Alex, Last of Us Part Two. Um, Sid, I'm going to have you start with this one. I think this one is going to go Hades. Um, and I mentioned this previously, but just the blending of categories uh, of genres of gameplay in this, the idea of marrying a roguelike with an action, top-down action, and, um, a dating sim all together and having them, like, really complement each other strongly and support its narrative and its whole... I think it is the most like genre breaking as well as rises above the faults of anything that it does. So I think game direction, like the cohesive piece, I think Hades 
I think it should win it. Do I think it will win it? I honestly have no idea. I've not played these other four games. So that's really going to be up to critics. Fair enough. Connor? Um, I feel like this is probably Hades' category as well. Um, the way that the game is designed to support all aspects of its package i feel like that's gonna kind of what's gonna win it over you know the way that they managed to tell a compelling narrative in a roguelike something that roguelikes have struggled with for a long time that alone kind of pushes it over the edge i mean it was nominated for best narrative being a roguelike that's pretty insane to me um i think also I mean, Final Fantasy and Ghost of Tsushima are up there, but I feel like um, Final Fantasy, the way that it mixes having an action element with its old-school turn-based stuff is also really compelling. I feel like that mix, um, while still having the nods to the old game and having fresh ideas as well, that is a very tricky needle to thread that I think they really pulled off. So... I feel like Hades is going to take it. Final Fantasy would be my other pick. Yeah, I agree with you. I think Hades will take this and Final Fantasy would be my pick as well. Um, I say that surely from the fact that I personally groaned when they were doing this half turn based thing. And then by the end of it, I actually ended up really enjoying the combat. So from that perspective, I that's that would be my pick here. Um, it may be like a genre I don't typically enjoy, or at least half like a genre. <laughs> Yeah, Hades um, is same. also I mean, the it... most super giantiest of super giant games. So they've just clearly learned a lot from all their other games to make it work so successfully. Now they're kind of putting all their knowledge to the test, yep, which really fits totally. this category. Final Fantasy VII Remake did get me to play JRPGs, which a year ago was something I said that I hated. So that's got to mean something. Yeah. Um, The big one game of the year we have doom eternal final fantasy 7 remake ghost of tsushima hades animal crossing new horizon and the last of us part two connor everybody why say it on three start us off <laughs> it's, oh it's you want okay, okay it's animal crossing animal, yeah yeah i agree um i think that will win i think hades will be the close second yeah i think those are just the two it games right now those are the two games people are talking about the most i think i think that those are the winners um, yeah, I think Animal Crossing definitely is not only my number one pick, especially as the game I've played the most this year. Um, I feel like the way that it has impacted everything, including areas outside of gaming, like I feel like that's really compelling. The fact that, I mean, the fact that it's here obviously is pretty huge. Um, I I just think it's such a great package to experience and the fact that it's continuing to get better and better I feel like even just this one year of updates has been has made it even better than when it launched which was fantastic so I mean it's it's clearly Animal Crossing here It's going to get support for the next 3 years as well so it's really only just going to improve and it came out like too perfectly like it, it came out at the exact perfect time where it needed to for it to not win like if there was a game that shows this year and really had a great life the entire year it, it's got to be animal crossing 
Yeah. Um, I agree. I think it's very culturally relevant. Um, I think it is the game of 2020, like even regardless of rewards or anything like that, like that is the culturally, like people will remember Animal Crossing for years. Uh, yeah. my personal pick here is Last of Us again. Uh, that is my personal game of the year, though. I will also shout out Hades. I would like to see that win. I love that studio and want them to get more recognition. Um, Same. but yeah, so those were the awards part of the game awards uh sid because i have some mild ptsd from last time are you still up and running <laughs> yes <laughs> sorry you're cool good. cool 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 um, fresh batteries this time hallelujah <laughs> um let's get into the fun bits let's talk predictions what are we gonna get new um here's the thing i'm gonna ask you guys to think for a moment what's the thing you want above all else the thing that like you're gonna lose your mind, you're gonna stand up and scream for if it gets announced here. So think about that while you're thinking. Let's talk about Smash Brothers because Joker got revealed at one of these two years ago um, as a fighter for Smash Brothers. Do you think we're gonna get a new Nintendo announcement here, a new Smash Brothers announcement specifically? And if so, who do you think it will be? Uh, Sid, you start. We're gonna get Crash. Yeah. Yeah, Crash is going to be in Smash. So you think for sure we're going to get an announcement, a Smash Bros. related if announcement? There's, if there's going to be any Nintendo announcements, um, Smash will be one of them. And yeah, I think Crash is... Because the new game came out this year, they've already put Banjo in there. And we talked about this at length in our last episode. But like those 3D 90s platformers are just way too popular right now. And there's already a precedent for it with banjo in it like we're gonna get crash i would love to see spyro but we're gonna get crash connor i completely agree if it's gonna be smash it's gonna have to be crash um crashes have such a great relationship with the game awards anyway um so i feel like that kind of tie activision's half of the partnership might want to show it here if it's ready um even if it's just an announcement trailer, I feel like that's got to be the next pick for Smash. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, I do think we'll get a Smash character. My fear is that it will just be another Nintendo character, which I, at this point, think would be very boring. I think that their most interesting stuff is the third-party picks, right? It's the Steve from Minecraft and the Banjo-Kazooie's. Like, that stuff is awesome, and I want to continue to see that. I want to see Crash Bandicoot. I want to see Lara Croft. I want to see Master Chief. You know, like, just make this a dream game for anybody who likes video games, right? So, yeah, I hope it's Crash, and I agree. I think we'll probably get one. Do any of you have your answers to my last question? Oh, absolutely. Go ahead. Breath of the Wild 2. Yeah. We got yeah. We got to see a new trailer for it, at the very least. Like, we already know it's coming out. We know it's supposed to come out. Do we know it's supposed to come out next year? Or is that just wishful no, thinking? No, they just said mm -hmm. that it was in development. Mm, I think it's going to come out at the end of next year. Or maybe the beginning of the year after. So we're going to see new stuff about it. And this is the perfect time to just... Because Age of Calamity just came out and it's really buzzing. So people are really into the world and the lore. A lot of people who don't like the Hyrule Warriors game style are just waiting for more actual Breath of the Wild gameplay. And it's really their most anticipated thing that they know we know that they have in the works. So... Yeah, I completely agree. I think that that is likely 
Uh, and I just want it to be true, honestly. I think 2021 makes sense for the sequel. It's what? Four That'll years. That'll be four years after the original. Yeah. And especially since this seems to be a more Majora's Mask style sequel where it's using a lot of the same assets. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, game development takes a long time, but they already built a fantastic base. So I, I, I could definitely see it. I hope it's true. There's precedent for Nintendo announcing and revealing big games here. I think this was this show was the first time we ever saw Breath of the Wild gameplay in the first place. So, I, and I think it's... three got announced at one of these as well. Yes, um, still haven't heard anything about that though. <laughs> that's the other one. Do you think we'll see that? I have no idea, to be honest. I don't know what Platinum's uh, up to. I also have no idea. I mean, it's been so long. I would love to see it, um, but man, I just I. If we see it, then that's going to be a huge boost to actual anticipation for that game. More than just, hey, it exists. Maybe. Um, so I think if they are gonna, sh- if they have anything ready, they should show it here. If they don't, then it's just not going to show up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that ga- They announced that game way too early. <laughs> like, unfortunately early. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. I hope it's ready. Like, I want to play a new one, and I don't know. Again, I feel like they announced that game ages ago. So, I would hope they have something, at least. Um, before we move off to Nintendo, the only other game they have... Well, they have Metroid Prime 4. I don't think we're seeing that. Um, I know. I think I that game to, is <laughs> unfortunately far away. Uh, the I only know. one that they have announced that I could see as likely is No More Heroes 3. I would like to see that. That game was supposed to come out late this year and got delayed, so I bet it's fairly close. So I think that's a pretty likely one. Yeah, we also just got, like, a couple days ago, uh, uh, The World Ends With You sequel. So maybe a longer trailer? I don't know how much more they have to show. It was just an announcement very recently so maybe i think that the fact that it had an announcement just like a little bit of go probably means that it's not going to be at the game awards at all okay yeah just because they probably would have saved that for the game awards if they wanted to that's fair yeah i agree and i feel like if square is going to show up at all which i am a little skeptical about i think they'll show final fantasy because I gotcha. think they'll want to make a big splash, and that would certainly do it. Um, Final Fantasy sixteen specifically. Yes. Not yes. seven part two. I would like to see that. I mean, that, that would also be a big deal, not, but... Yeah, that's not going to happen. Sixteen is their next game, and that is, for right now, if you believe it, slated for next year. Um, I I hope it comes out next year. I love fifteen, and this just looked like a more epic fantasy version of fifteen, which I'm down for. Um I mean, Square has a lot of stuff coming up that they could show. They also have Near Replicant, which would be great to see. Um, Balan Wonderworld is a Square game. Uh, I would like to see more right. of that. I'm I so know, impressed. Right? I've God. been practicing. That's stupid. Game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for that game, um, but what a terrible title. Yeah, it's, it's got not bad mouthfeel. Yeah, it's awful. At least you can type it better than Nights into Dreams, because the capital letters in that one to make it a nightmare to tra- type. Fair enough. I mean, Square's um, got a bunch of stuff coming up. They've got, they also have, I believe they're also publishing Dying Light 2. 
or is that WB? That might be WB. Um, which is that, um, which if you don't remember Dying Light, it's that open world zombie game that's like Mirror's Edge with a lot of parkour. Um, which I quite enjoyed and was looking forward to that sequel because it sounded like they were doing interesting stuff. But that game has been delayed forever, so I don't know. Um, I'd love to hear more about Deathloop that's supposed to come out in May. Yes, um, that is a Bethesda title. I That one is interesting. I feel like we could see it, but also I feel like we're on the verge of getting too much information about that game. That's Do you know what I mean? You might want to hold back, like, yeah. Yeah, like I'm starting, me personally, I'm starting to get frustrated with the trailers of that game because they're not really saying what it is. And maybe I'm just an idiot and missed something, but like I'm not positive if that's a game with two campaigns or if that's a game with multiplayer where you're versing against one another. Like, I don't know they're what really Deathloop is, and they vibes. need to tell me. Yeah. Yeah, and that's cool. Not when I've seen five trailers of it. Now I just want to know what the video game is. What about Stray, the cat get backpack game? Oh, I forgot about Stray. Oh, I want to play as a cat. That, that would cool. get me to buy a PS5, yeah. to be honest. No spoilers, but you should play Kentucky Route Zero to play as a cat. All right. That's definitely a spoiler, but all right. Um, yeah, you'll forget about it eventually. Fair enough. Sorry, listeners. We were, Maybe we you were, won't. Yeah. <laughs> we were on a thread about Square, and I had something, and I've forgotten it. Um, oh, the point I was going <gasps> to make is Balin, Wonderland, and um, Neo Robert Quinn. I don't foresee being here just because those are smaller games. Um, you know, Balan Wonderland being this weird small project they're funding and then Near Repercant is a remake. So, like, I'm not confident, you know, whatever the name of that game is. I'm not confident. <laughs> Near Replicant also isn't the title of that game. There's a bunch of numbers after it because it's stupid. Near Replicant version 1.22474487139. Shut yeah, up. Fuck Stop off, flexing. <laughs> <laughs> I have it in front of me. I pulled up an article. Still. Yeah. Um, My gasp Square... from earlier was realizing that Boyfriend Dungeon was a thing. I'm so excited for that. <sighs> Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Yes, that's the indie... Yeah. Right. yeah, you can date yeah. your weapon. That's not going to be here, but I'm just looking at a 2021 games list. and I mean, they yeah. do have a precedent for having smaller indie games announced here. Like, they do make room and uh, give space to those games. I That's just don't true. think from a larger publisher we'll see that. I right. think it'll be way more independent studios. Um, yeah, like, I, No I Man's Sky that. was announced at one of these, right? So it's not as if they won't do that. Yeah. Um, in that case, I'm excited to see what just like stuff that we don't know about is going to come from indie people. Yeah. So that's the thing I was going to say. Do you think there's any chance it's, you know, back on the square thread, I feel like they've really dived into Kingdom Hearts again in a big way. Do you think we'll get a new announcement here for that series? Is the rhythm game out yet? Yes. The rhythm game has been out for a little bit. I don't think it's time really. I mean, Kingdom Hearts is such a game that's like or a franchise that's so hard to pin down because you never really know what's going to happen. Um, I feel like, I mean, Kingdom Hearts 3 was just last year or a year before. I believe it was um, last year. It was last year. But that, I mean, marked the fina the grand finale of that storyline. So, and then the new rhythm game marks the epilogue of that storyline. So, so it's going to take a minute for them to cook up some new nonsense plot. And I hope it does take them a minute because I, <laughs> I definitely am on the train that the, the first King first three 
eight, nine games, whatever. Doesn't matter. Um, that storyline, I definitely feel like was written as it was going along. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. feel like they had an end game plan. So I hope with the next storyline or even just the next few games, I feel like they ha- they let time, they give the writers time to figure it out. It's also been kind of the pet project of Tetsu and Nomura, who just recently directed Final Fantasy VII Remake and is probably helming the sequels to that. So I feel like that's going to be a while. Don't yeah. forget, he also directed Kingdom Hearts 3 the year before Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> Yes, but that is something else. You might like, need a nap. Clearly, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so, yeah. Okay, so I found some games that we talked about in our last episode, them being uh, Psychonauts 2 and Resident Evil Village. Do you think either of those let's, will um, get Let's start that conversation off and talk about Microsoft. I think okay. it's a great jumping off point, though. Psychonauts 2 is supposedly early next year. Okay. I could see it. I could see getting another trailer here. Um, I'm really excited for the game, so I hope so. I don't know. What do you guys think? I feel like I haven't that... heard much about that game at all. So, See, I feel like I've heard just about enough of what I need. I just need to see more gameplay. So I definitely feel like more a more gameplay trailer is possible here. Yeah, that would be nice. Um, I think the last thing we saw was that one with Jack Black, um, which is cool. Like, I'm super yeah, into it. Yeah, and it showed a little bit of gameplay, but I think we need to see more of that. Yeah, definitely. Um, they already said that Halo Infinite will not make an appearance here, which is a bummer. Um, as far as other Microsoft things, I would like to see Hellblade again. That was there last year and got a really cool trailer. I would like to actually see gameplay this time. I really like that first game. I really like Ninja Theory as a developer, so I would be keen to see that. Um, other Microsoft things, I honestly don't know. There's Gears of War single-player content coming out soon, but I feel like that's too soon. Um, sometime in December, so I, I don't know if that'll get a trailer. Um, I don't think anything they, else they have is ready. Like They've got Fable. Um, they've got some Forza game coming out next year. But, like, I can't foresee any of those getting big trailers here. Vampire the Masquerade sequel has been kind of dormant as well. We talked about that last time. That might be possible. More so than, like, Dragon Age. Yeah. Those are all platform games. Yeah, I could see Vampire. Though that is one of those games that has been delayed, like, a billion times true and so i could see it being more of a case of they just need to get it done um which i could also see for psychonauts but psychonauts has the backing of microsoft so at that point they have way more resources uh so i I could see it um the big question for you and the fan that you are is do you think they're going to now that crash 4 is out save it developing save it it. um (laughs) we'll get there um I want to talk about Capcom, since you brought it up with Resident Evil. I think a Resident Evil trailer is likely. That game is supposedly out pretty soon. I'm really excited for Village. I think I would love to see more of an extended gameplay. You know, maybe like a three minutes, you know, chopped up gameplay sequence would be nice, because all we've seen basically of that game are 
little slices of like tone um and it appears to look like seven but we haven't seen a ton of it uh i know connor you express interest in this game even though you've never played one are you looking forward to potentially seeing it yeah i would definitely be into seeing what the gameplay holds um specifically because it looks like it's following more of the tone that the remakes have set which i feel like is not what seven was going for so having the first person gameplay of seven mixed with that i want to see what they do with that um plus that might get me into actually playing the resident evil games because i've yet to do that um while we're on capcom they're also they also have like a ton of monster hunter games out so we could see some of that stuff from them there's a new one planned for switch as well yeah yeah there's like three monster hunter games there's also that really terrible looking movie um (laughs) yeah i could see monster hunter being a game for them what's that game they announced at the ps5 stream with the astronaut and like the little ghost girl do you remember that oh yeah i don't remember if that had a title or what the title would be but i don't feel like that's anywhere close (laughs) it did seem far away it was a cool trailer though i I was interested in that Um, i feel like we're more likely to see stray than we are that (laughs) yeah it's, it's probably a good call um did you think of the thing that you are super stoked about, Connor? I know I said a while ago, and then we got off track. Um, I mean, really, for, like, things that would be announced? Yeah, that would, like, blow you away. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that would be, like, pure just fan service to me specifically, but I don't... Get with it. None of them are possible, because Metroid Prime 4, obviously, not going to happen they are way behind in that game take your time but i'm excited um i think seeing something like a metroid samus returns on switch would be decent or metroid prime trilogy that's always my go-to prediction for (laughs) game awards is maybe now we'll get metroid prime trilogy on switch that Um, would make a lot of people very happy it would make me very happy but i also don't think that's extremely likely Pikmin 4, no chance. I would love to see it, no chance. Um, and then, you know, weird shit I'd like to see. Um, <laughs> this is my Nintendo um, inner child ch- showing, but I mean, there's a lot of stuff that Nintendo could do that uh, Bethesda could do. I feel like there's a lot of cool stuff that they have. Um, I mean, Microsoft has Bethesda now, so who knows what they'll resurrect. I feel like Rare has been kind of sleeping recently, so we could see something out of them, whether that's another weird sim game, a pirate thing, or Banjo 3E, maybe. (laughs) Like, I feel like retro platformers are kind of coming around again, so we could see a new Banjo game, but... um, there's a lot of stuff that's like probably not going to happen, but I would love to see. Yeah. Um, oh, you had something and I was going to build off of that, uh, but I forgot. Let's talk about Sony because they've got some big games slotted for next year. Um, they've got Ratchet and Clank. They've got Horizon Forbidden West. They've got God of War Ragnarok. Uh, I believe that's it. Like 
but potentially three of the biggest games of next year. Like, it, that's kind of an insane lineup. Um, what do we think? Do we think we'll see any of those? I think we get at least one. I mean, your guess is as good as mine. That's something I don't know much about. I think for sure. I think the fact that PS5 is out and that a lot of their big things got delayed, they kind of have to show more of what's going to come out, like to get people more excited about the console they have or the console they are waiting to buy. So that's why I feel like things like Horizon Forbidden West will definitely make an appearance. Um, we might get a extended teaser trailer of God of War. Um, Ghostwire Tokyo is another one that would show up. Um, oh, that's a good call. I feel like that kind of stuff to bring that Sony, that PlayStation Five hype back forward, since it got kind of pushed back when a lot of things got delayed. Um. I think that'll, those kinds of things will definitely make an appearance. Yeah, um, and to recap, some we do we have seen quite a bit of Ratchet and Clank, um, and that's supposed to be early next year. And then Horizon Zero Dawn or Zero Forbidden West, we got one extended story trailer for and nothing else. Uh, and then God of War, we basically just got a teaser trailer with an image, no gameplay, no story details, nothing. Um, some new stuff of that could be around the corner yeah especially if they're keeping to their 2021 date i could yeah. see them wanting to reveal that stuff soon um but i don't know i i would like to see ratchet but i could also see people being tired of seeing it just like i am if Deathloop. so maybe yeah. they back off on that one um though i get the problems are different with those games right we know what ratchet is Deathloop's just annoying because they won't tell us what kind of game it is um to me at least uh but Horizon is the one where I'm like, I could see a more substantial trailer of that. Because my prediction for that game, I think that game will come out towards the summer. So it's going to be like six months away, at least in my mind. Um, And if that's the case, then I could see them really wanting to get something out there and start the marketing for that game. Uh, Also, I I just want to see it. Um, I'm excited to be in a different environment. And especially having just recently played Death Stranding and it uses the same engine, I just, I want more more of those beautiful environments it does it well so i i'm i'm pretty interested in that um okay my big thing i want spyro 4 more than any of these games (laughs) i don't care we can sacrifice all these games at the altar just spyro make it happen um i think there's some precedent for this Crash Bandicoot 4 was not revealed at one of these, but Crash Bandicoot Nitro Field was. So Activision does like these awards. They do like to bring stuff. So if Spyro 4 is happening next year, I could see it here. And that would make me very happy. I will take back all the shit I talked about the Game Awards earlier. If they give me Spyro 4, it'll all be forgiven. (laughs) I mean... Yeah, I think you're right. I think it could happen. Crash 4 just came out and it was highly praised and people had a lot of fun with it. And that was done by Toys for Bob, who did the Spyro Reignited trilogy. I don't know if they'll handle a new Spyro game. I don't know what they're doing, but I mean, we've already had a re 
design of Spyro, so it would be great to just put him in something new, just like yeah. what was done with Crash. And it's a fantastic redesign. So, like, that that is what I see. Connor, do you have any thoughts? I mean, I feel like Activision, uh, when they started this train of uh, with Crash Insane Trilogy and then later doing the Reignited Trilogy, I feel like this was kind of always where they were planning on going, was, you know, bring back the memories of the original trilogy and then get people to remember why they liked those games so much and then continue on from there and kind of forget about all the other weird shit that happened in, like, PS2 era. Yeah, definitely. So I don't know how fast that... I mean, because they did the same thing with Tony Hawk just now was here are these PS1 games that are fondly remembered, here they are redone, and then now we have good graces for that franchise again, we might go on from there. Um, the I don't know how fast they're planning, that plan is coming to fruition, though, because there's definitely a chance that... I mean, we got Crash 4, that game's great, but that would be really pushing it to then do Sp- Spyro as an immediate turnaround, not for Toys for Bob, but for something like Beanox, which is most likely helming it if it is a thing. Yeah. Um. I feel like it's possible. I feel like it also might be another year before we see it. Um. Even just an announcement. Yeah. An announcement. I, think I could no, definitely see. With no see. footage, if, if do you think they could just announce it here? No, as much as, I, runs up. as much as I love Spyro, it is not God of War. It is not Cyberpunk. You can't do that. Like, okay, it does not have that hype behind it. it, right? Like, you can't just... It's not Metroid Prime, even. Um, I don't think you can get away with that. I I think Activision really likes to annualize shit, which is, a lot of times, could be a negative thing. Um, you know, we see that with Call of Duty. We saw that with Tony Hawk back in the day, with Guitar Hero, all their big stuff. Um, and I think that they're doing it smarter this time, where they seem to be analyzing having a family-focused kids title every year, basically since the Insane Trilogy came out. Because it was that, it was um, then Spyro, then it was Crash Nitro Field, and then Crash 4. So I think based on that pattern, they'd like to have something out this year. Um, your point about the developers, though, is correct. It can't be Toys for Bob. They just made Crash 4. Um, it also can't be Vicarious Visions because they just did Tony Hawk. Yep, unless, you know, these teams are bigger than we're assuming and they have two teams working, which is possible. But so that's, I for mean, that reason, Insomniac blows us away every time they yes. release something. It's like, here's a bunch of shit that we're doing. It's like, really? You're still going? Yeah. Uh, and they have, and, like, I mean, Twister Bob already so. has the models for Spyro. So unless they share yeah, them with somebody else, the that's a lot situation. of the work done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but for that reason, I do think it'll be Beanox who did create the Crash Team Racing remake, um, which I think they could do fine. I'm a bit nervous because I don't know if they've ever done a 3D platformer. <laughs> uh, you know, it's quite a bit different than a racing game. So that makes me a little nervous, but who knows? Um, we'll but I mean, see. the blueprint is there and the, I mean, you could just straight up lift the code from, and from Reignited Trilogy if you really want to go about it, but... I feel like they have such a strong blueprint already that a lot of the core design process for gameplay is already there, whereas you just need to do the rest of the stuff that game design implies, which 
is not easy by any stretch of the imagination, but I feel like this is sort of something to jump into, especially since Binox is a very competent developer. They've done great stuff, so. Yeah, I completely, I, I agree. I'm, you know, I, in to be fair, if it doesn't get announced here, I haven't lost hope. I think that, like, you know, Crash 4 was revealed in June and then released in October, so I could see that happening again. Um, but it's definitely going to happen someday. Right. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Well, thank you for letting me be selfish and monopolizing that time to talk about Spyro. Is there any games that we left out that you guys want um, to talk I want, about? I want to talk indie scene a little bit more. Um, cause there's a couple indie games that I would love to see that we know exist. <laughs> um, specifically Axiom Verge 2. I would love to see that game cause it was supposed to come out last year and then we haven't really seen anything from it. Um, and now it's theoretically coming out next year, which I am also skeptical of. Um, I'd love <laughs> to see more of that. I loved the first game. Um, Bomb Rush Cyberfunk is another one I'd love to see. Same developers as Lethal League. I don't know if they're quite on um, Game Awards tier quite yet, but I feel like it could show up if it's going to. Um, and then, as well, I would love to see The Gunk. Oh, The Gunk. I forgot about The Gunk. What Give a the great gunk. name. It's so good. Um yeah, I will also add Clive and Wrench to that. It's a 3D platform that I'm very excited about that's supposedly coming early next year. Um, looks real dope. Go check out the trailer. Um, yeah, anything we forgot, Sid? Um, honestly, I don't know that there's much that I'm specifically excited for in the future other than Breath of the Wild 2. Um, I tend to have very narrow blinders focused directly in Nintendo's direction, and anything that i might want to see just got a game or probably isn't going to get a game for a while i'm really just happy that i got animal crossing this year i've been waiting eight years for that which i know to the metroid fan is not much but still hurt eh, it's it's on par <laughs> all right um i would love to like a complete shot in the wind i would love to see um a different kirby game because star allies came out eh, decently a bit ago but yeah, that would be fun, especially if they did what everybody wants them to do and make a 3D platform out of it, right? Like, do or something go back a Something that's been in the works since the GameCube. Yeah. yeah. Like, completely, like, off-the-wall prediction, and if I get this, then, like, I need to go buy a lottery ticket. Um, I would love to see someday a Kirby Air Ride 2. That would I be fun. I thought for sure you were going to say Kirby Dream Course 2. Oh, I would love that shit, too. No, I think Kirby Air Ride is more of a precedent. I mean, hey, I I'm kind of like jonesing for a Mario Golf for some reason, so I get it. I yeah. get it. That'd be fun. That Mario Tennis was pretty good, so yes. yeah. I just want more is, of Mario Strikers Three. Shit. Strikers would be cool. I'm not a Strikers. Would I don't be fun. love tennis, so like less interested in that one. Um, I just, I'm so sick of playing the same Mario Kart for the past, like, seven years or whatever it's oh, been Oh, I know. Yeah, that would be I'm that so would sick be of nice. 8 and I don't play Tour, so. And I don't, I'm not getting the RC car, so give me a real new Mario Kart or give me Kirby Air Ride. Something. Yeah. Um, F-Zero. I would be fine with that, too, to be honest. 
I don't think it's, it's going to happen. I think they forgot that F-Zero exists, except for the fact that Captain Falcon's in Smash, but... What was that uh, rumor, the Star Fox F-Zero crossover? Oh, this is Star Fox Grand Prix? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I feel like F-Zero and Star Fox are kind of in Nintendo hell right now. Yeah. Yeah, well, Star Fox got their Star Fox Zero and then just got sent right back to hell. So Yeah, well, and we already know what Nintendo's doing for the Mario 35th, which is next year. So we're not going to see a new hitter from that section because they're kind of just doing this nostalgic kind of rehashing. How have they is, not done Mario which is Odyssey a choice. 2? I don't know. How has that it, not existed yet? Whatever. I would love to see another Captain Toad game if that's another, if we're just making random predictions. If we're just making shit up here. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, I would... Man, Mario Odyssey 2 would be awesome. I, I just want more levels. You don't have to innovate. <laughs> just... I love just that game so much. give me more so Mario Odyssey. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's so fucking good. It's so good. Um, but that's what I'm saying, though, is, like, Nintendo's main hitters of Mario and Zelda, we already know what they're doing in the near future. So if you want to reach into deeper into the Nintendo hat, you're going to have to start pulling out things like Kirby and, um, Oh, you're, you're thinking too shallow. Come on. <laughs> Eternal darkness Two, Where's it at? No, it's not happening. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's never uh... going to happen. Never going to happen. You're not going to get another Pikmin for a long time either. I know. Even yeah. though this one, I think did sell better than the rest of them. It still didn't sell great, but pikmin 4 <laughs> where is it they always sabotage those releases i'm just happy they fixed the damn juice physics in pikmin 3 that shit made me so mad on the wii u it looked awful yeah we're gonna have to save this for a pikmin 3 review i know i'm not gonna be there though so you could hear it from me now you're welcome um i will say we we didn't mention ubisoft at all i could see far cry 6 um just now thinking about it i think beyond good and evil 2 would be really cool because I don't, I'm still not convinced that game exists. So if it shows up, that's a good way to get me to think about it more. I mean, right. What have they been doing for the past like ten years? <laughs> like, hopefully I mean, something. I hope so, but we have seen gameplay of it, so it does exist. Ha- have we? Yes, we have. They've like stre- they've done weird streams every once in a while. Like, you can see it like in development. It's it's a weird product. Um, yeah, I think we covered pretty much everything. Like, I, you know, obviously I don't think they'll ever announce a Grand Theft Auto here or anything like that. Rockstar's too big for that. Rockstar would be just turn up their nose and be like, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think I think we've pretty much got everything. Um, yeah, anything before we sign off here, guys? Nope. Thank you for having me, though. Yeah, of course. Well... Thank you for listening to this behemoth if you made it to the end. This got a lot longer than I anticipated, but it was good. Um, so, yeah, you can find... Sid, you're always, you're always welcome back. We're probably... We might do one as a reaction after the fact, so... I mean, yeah. I'd be down to come back for that and tell you why you were all wrong to doubt my Kirby Air Ride pre- prediction, but... <laughs> That's exciting. We're definitely doing that podcast, so... Yeah, yeah, I'll be I'll be back around for sure if nobody's throwing rocks and telling me to get off their lawn. <laughs> I, I definitely plan on coming around for an episode you got in the future, but I won't say anything in case you haven't announced it yet. So, well, 
if you'd like to keep up with the show and when we're posting and what we're doing next, you can follow uh, us on Twitter at SafeStationPod. Uh, shout out to Connor who runs that account for me. He's very good at it. Um, I don't know about that, but I think- <laughs> oh, you are great. Uh, where can the people find you though? Um, I'm at Conifer's SSR. Um, my old Twitter account got obliterated. So you went to Twitter jail. <laughs> I went to Twitter jail. So, um, yeah, follow the the new one at Conifer SSR. It's also on the um, on the Twitter feed at Save Station Pod. You can check the description there. Um, Dustin, where can they find you? They can find me at Dustin H Dragon. Um, you know, follow me for video game shit and dumb jokes and the occasional political opinion. Uh, more importantly, though, Sid, where can they find you? I am on Twitter and Instagram at Chili Straw, C-H-I-I-L-Y Straw. And then I'm trying to look up my damn podcast account because I don't know what it is. <laughs> I think it's beans underscore pod. That feels right. It's bees underscore podcast. So sorry. Um, it's a podcast that I do with my partner and we talk about pop culture things with a queer intersectional lens. So if you like the sound of my voice and you want to hear another queer kid, then go on over there. There's a few episodes. Yeah. And I, I recommend it heavily. It's very good. Um, don't let it put you off that there's only what three and you guys haven't posted in a bit. We're sorry. Quarantine depression got us harder than we thought it would. They're very good episodes though. Um, We will come back though. We promise. Yeah, and I think they're fairly evergreen, so don't worry about it. Check it out. Subscribe so when they do hit a new episode, you'll get it in your feed. It'll be a fun surprise. There you um, go. Yeah, it's one of my favorite podcasts, all three episodes. Um, definitely go check it out. Beans and Leaves is the name of the show. I don't know if we said it yet, so go check that out. We have a Twitter yep. and an Instagram for Beans and Leaves, and then you can find um, my partner's um, Twitter and stuff through there as well. Nice. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you for our next major episode, which will be Death Stranding. Right? That's next? No, it'll be... Um, if this comes out this today, it'll be Ghost Runner. If it comes out after Ghost Runner, it'll be Death Stranding. <laughs> check your feed. Um, check the Twitter. Yep. And please remember to be good to each other. Bye. 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 Bye.